what have you been programmed to be beaten down? What have you been programmed to ask for less than what you're worth? What have you been programmed to maybe play smaller than you should be playing? Welcome, everybody. This is For the Love of Money, where we are making you unapologetic about your pursuit of success by sharing the tools, tips, and stories of those who have already made it. My name is Chris Harder, and each week I will bring you incredible guests in order to prove that when good people make good money, they do great things. Hey, everybody, welcome back to another mini episode of For the Love of Money episodes that I like to call My Two Cents. And today I'm weighing in my two cents on asking for your worth. This is a huge problem. I bet right now you are listening to this saying, okay, good, he better give me some tips on how to realize my worth and how to ask for my worth because it's like an epidemic. Everybody is walking around. I was at 1.2 walking around, not asking for what we really think we're worth. Now, this applies to a lot of things, right? Um, This applies to if you're negotiating anything, let's say you're buying a car, let's say you're asking for a raise, let's say you're setting your prices as an entrepreneur. So many people have problems asking for their worth. It also, in a way, affects uh, how you see yourself in terms of are you worthy to hang around certain people to make certain connections, to network with certain levels of individuals that you know you want to be networking with. Now, the reason why I wanted to do a quick episode on asking for your worth is I just had a fascinating conversation with my assistant, Dakota. Now, she's amazing. And for context of the story, she's been with us for 90 days now. And when we hire somebody, we start them out on a 90-day probationary period. And during that probationary period, it's really a chance for them to demonstrate what they're capable of, know that it's okay that it's going to be a growing period, know that it's okay that they're going to be doing an awful lot of learning and we're all going to be making some mistakes together and learning each other's groove. Now, during this 90 days, Dakota was thrown to the wolves. We had transition on our team of other employees. So she had to pick up uh, all sorts of work that wouldn't normally be her responsibility. It happened during a brand new mastermind. So she had to figure out how to put together a mastermind real quick, right in her first couple of weeks. It happened uh, with my wife's big annual event, The Bliss Project. She was thrown to the wolves in terms of taking over a lot of pieces of The Bliss Project and making sure that all went smoothly for 500 women coming to California from eight different countries. And she grabbed all these tasks and knocked them out of the park. She really demonstrated her worth in a big, big way. As a matter of fact, we call all of our teammates thoroughbreds. It's the standard at which they must live up to, the standard of a thoroughbred. Our text message reel that we all communicate on as a team is called the thoroughbreds. Just to give you context of the expectations that we have for our team and for ourselves when it comes to performance. Now, she lived up to that name of a thoroughbred and then some. She's grown so quickly with the team. I really, really, really was impressed. So at the end of the 90 days, uh, we sit down with all of our newer teammates and we do a 90-day review. And this is where we take them from probationary to an official employee. And during this 90-day review, we'll talk about, you know, what went well, what would you like to do differently going forward? What would you have done differently? 
what you know kind of advice or projects or additions to the business would you recommend? Because I love getting the insight of our teammates. I feel like they're on the front lines and they can offer up a lot of insight if you ask for it. So we had a great conversation, a really positive conversation. I got a chance to let Dakota know how great of a job she was doing during her 90-day probationary period. And at the end of each one of these meetings, we will typically ask, what kind of raise would you like now that you are going from probationary to official? And I asked Dakota that question. I said, all right, well, you're at the end of your 90-day period. We give raises at the end of the 90-day period during this transition for those that performed up to the level of a thoroughbred. What size raise would you like? And please give it to me in terms of a percentage. So she sat there and first seemed a little bit shocked by the question, as I'm sure most people would be, like who gets to pick their own raise, right? And honestly, when I asked the question, I kind of had a range in my mind, but I wasn't married to any number. I really wasn't. And I know you might be thinking, wait a minute, that seems irresponsible. Or how can you not be married to a certain number? Or how could you, you know, just leave your finances up to, <laughs> to, to the universe like that? But I really wanted to see uh, where she felt her worth was and see how she performed. So she thought about it for about a minute or two and looked at me and she said, I would like X percent. I'm not going to share the percentage with you, but I would like X percent. And I said, why did you choose that number? And she went on to justify all these things that she did really, really well, which we already talked about in which I agreed that she was doing really, really well. And she built this really beautiful case for why she deserved X percent of a raise. And when we're done talking about, you know, why she felt she deserved X percent for a raise, I looked at her and I said, what number did you really want to ask for? What number did you really want to ask for? And she paused and again seemed almost a bit taken back. And she said, you know, the funny thing is working for a money mindset brand, it forces you to really grow your money mindset. And there, there was a number that first came to mind. But the reason why I didn't ask for this number is, I'm going to paraphrase for her, she had been programmed that asking for a raise is typically an unsuccessful venture. Now, let me ask you guys, what have you been programmed to be beaten down? What have you been programmed to ask for less than what you're worth? What have you been programmed to maybe play smaller than you should be playing? So she said, at my last employer, I had asked for a raise five times and I was only given one raise, a smaller raise, the fifth time as I was already on my way out the door. And because I had been denied a raise four out of five times, I guess I just kind of played small and, and didn't necessarily ask for that home run number that I wanted. And then she said, I guess I have a hard time sometimes asking for my worth. Who's been there, right? I've been there. I bet every single person listening right there has been there before. You sometimes just have a fearful moment asking for your worth. So you slice it in half or you cut, you cut it by a quarter or you don't ask for anything at all. I know we've all been there. And when she looked at me and said, you know, I guess I've just kind of been programmed to not necessarily know my worth or ask for my worth. I looked at her and I said, well, that number that you really wanted, 
that's the raise that you're going to get. And it was twice as much, by the way, as the original number she gave, right? So she said she wanted X percent. This was 2X. It was twice as big of a raise as she originally asked for. Now, look how easy it was for her to double her increase in that situation. And you might be saying, well, that's a really unique situation, Chris, because you know, you, you're you a generous individual and we already know that about you and we know your team loves working with you and all these other things. But no, it's not an individual situation because people get what they ask for in life. Now, it's rare that somebody else is going to ask you a second time and volunteer to give you twice as big of a number as you asked for. That part is rare. But what I'm saying is not rare is people will say yes if you ask for that number to begin with. Don't expect to be given the second chances like she got. Step up to the plate on your first chance. Ask for your worth right away. I went on to say to her, I said, the reason why I'm giving you twice the raise you asked for, the original number that popped in your head, is because not only will that uh, be a nice reward for the great job that you've done here so far, but more importantly, this is a chance for you to grow in all ways. This is a chance, this is a good lesson for you to apply to your self-worth. And it's also going to train you when you're negotiating on our behalf, because she always negotiates hotel contracts and restaurant contracts and vendor contracts and all these things on my behalf when we throw events. And so it's always going to make you, from this moment on, ask for a little bit more, knowing that you could always negotiate down if you had to. It's going to make you a little more unapologetic about asking for the stars and maybe landing on the moon. And so it was a really great moment to watch her realize that she really should ask for her worth. And it was a really great moment to be able to give her twice the raise that she asked for to reinforce the positive behavior of asking for what you're worth. And she granted me permission to share this story with all of you, knowing that darn near every single one of you are probably asking for less than you are worth, are probably pricing your products at less than they are worth, are probably pricing your events at less than they are worth, are probably hanging around people that are not necessarily where your true value absolutely is, probably staying in relationships that don't truly exemplify your real worth. It goes on and on and on. And so it was our hope that this story of truly asking for what you're worth the first time will give all of you the courage to be able to stand there a little bit taller, a little bit more confident, a little bit more calculated, and to absolutely ask for that home run worth that you know that you deserve but you're afraid to ask for. I hope that this episode gave you some extra insight, some extra courage, some extra confidence to go ahead and get out there and make some more money, whether you work with somebody, for somebody, or whether you are the entrepreneur yourself. Because when all of you do, you know what happens. When good people make good money, they do great things. Thanks for listening. And if you loved this episode and know of someone else who is as successful as they are generous, please pass them on to me. It would mean the world to me if you help me get this cause and this message out to as many listeners as I can. So please, if you liked what you heard, it goes a long way if you take 30 seconds 
and leave me a five-star review and share this with your friends. I'll be forever grateful. And until the next episode, cheers to your success. 